All right, guys, I am back. It's Joe Wolverton, Teacher of Liberty. I am back. This is our 10th episode. We're going to celebrate. I'm having James Madison's ghost. He'll be here. Uh, we're, we're trying. We're right now. We're on the phone with Washington. See if he can make it. I, he's busy. He's got a thing, but I think it's some kind of birthday party. But he said if, if he can get away, it's hard, you know, because they do have a haunting schedule. Anyway, rubbish. Guys, are you keeping your, but this is our 10th episode, so it's kind of a big deal, many leather-bound books. Are you keeping your commonplace book, guys? Look, here's the truth. Every single man that we have given the name Founding Father to, every single one of them kept a commonplace book. Now, that's not what made them a Founding Father, but it is something that they all had in common. And so there are going to be these little things that separate the leaders from the followers. And I think that doing the kind of reading that they did, taking notes the way they did, pondering the way they did, that's the kind of habits. And I'm going to have actually later on a video uh, about these habits and how you develop them and why you develop them. It's going to be awesome. But today... Just reminding you about your commonplace book, and we're going to play everybody's favorite game. What is Joey reading? What is Joey reading? What is Joey reading? Let's find out right now. All right, so what am I reading? This is actually true, what I'm reading right now. I reread the Founder's Recipe books, by the way. And by the way, that book is still on sale at Amazon because it's staying in the top 500. So as long as it's there, it's going to be on sale for like 20-something percent off the founder's recipe um i reread those books so when you see this you're going to notice that and there's a couple of new ones so what is joey reading joey's reading discourses by machiavelli this is a man i really really like nobody understands him today because his name has been turned into something that it's not machiavelli means power at any cost that is not what he said and now he wrote the prince and that's his most famous book but this book Discourses on Livy, this is the book most often quoted by our founding fathers. It's amazing. Okay, Discourses on Livy, or The Discourses as it's called here. This is the Penguin one, and Machiavelli. I'm reading that. What else is Joey reading? Joey is reading Livy's History of Rome. I like the Loeb series by Harvard, as I've told you before, because on... One side you get English, and on one side you get Latin. So I can check and say, hmm, I wonder which word they were that they translated as this. And so I can check in Latin and see how I would translate it. Um, not that I'm better than them. It just gives you a, you know, maybe a different take on a word, on a concept. But Joey is reading Livy's History of Rome, book one. I'm reading that right now. I am reading Marcus Aurelius's Meditations which uh, is a Stoic classic, you know, like how, what it is to be a Stoic. This is actually his commonplace book that he, they turned into a book after he died, but that's his commonplace book. What else is Joey reading? Joey is rereading Plutarch's Lives. Right now, I think I'm on, yeah, I am reading the biography of Themistocles, right? Did I say Themistocles? Themistocles. Sorry, Themistocles. Themistocles. I am reading that. And look, remember why I showed you it was all jacked up? I fixed it. It's now, look at that, tight. I fixed it all up, Jones. It's all nice now. And I'm reading something else that I, it really wouldn't be easy to show you. But I'm reading an essay by St. Basil on how it is right and good for Christian young men, because at the time young women didn't attend school, but how it is right for Christian young men to study the pagan authors, meaning like Plato and Aristotle and Plutarch and people like that. How you shouldn't give up reading those authors just because they weren't Christian. And that essay, if you can, if you can find it, oh my goodness, guys, read that. Read all these books. They're all brilliant, and I'm reading them all, and you should read them all. Not because I'm reading them all, but because they're amazing. All right, and what else? Comment, 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 like, 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 subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Guys, We, if we could get to 1,000 right now, I can't believe we're at like 7-something. That's amazing. Guys, if we can get to 1,000, not only do I give away a small little library to a lucky winner, 
be drawn at random. It won't be the thousandth guy. That wouldn't be fair. The first guy's like, I was here first. But randomly, once we hit a thousand randomly on that episode, I will be giving away a, a little a little library. You know, a little something. Not like, when I say a little library, do you understand? I mean a few books. I don't mean like I'm giving you away, giving you a, a library in a little town. Like, let's go to a small town and I'll give, you know, like, I'm not going to give you the deed to a little library. I wonder if someone thought that, if they were like, oh my goodness. And you guys were like, I'm going to turn it into an Airbnb. It's a, a book-themed Airbnb. No, I'm giving you away a little starter library, meaning a little starter collection of books that the Founding Fathers read. And, you know, things like that. So, if we can get... Because I don't want to use TikTok. I want to use this, my podcast, YouTube podcast, and, you know, Apple, whether you get on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube... I want to use this podcast to be able to offer you discount codes like at Liberty Fund. I can do that if we get more people. So that's kind of up to you. I'm doing my part and y'all just share it and tell your friends to subscribe to it. Um, Tell them that everybody that subscribed gets a free bottle of unicorn tears and that inside every tear is written an Elton John lyric. You can tell them that. I mean, I'm just saying. It's not true. Don't tell them that. Don't don't lie. Don't lie to people. All right. So today, guys, I am revealing for the first time. No, I'm revealing to you the absolutely simplest, surest, soundest way to force the federal beast back inside its constitutional cage. We These are the things that we can do. And we can do this quickly and surely we can do it. And it is simple and it is constitutionally sound. And we can do this and end the federal tyranny. And nobody's talking about it because you know why? Because most people that have podcasts that claim to be conservative or constitutionally minded they thrive on the the controversy they thrive on the contention their popularity is not based on doing what is right their population is making fun of people who are doing wrong that's not what i am about I do not make fun or, you know, stoke contention. That's not my deal. I just want to teach the truth and let the people decide, right? Teach them correct principles and let the people govern themselves. That's what I want to do. But these, there are some people and their whole livelihood is based on We have got to keep those people in power. We've got to keep the tyranny going so that our opposition to it can continue being financially profitable. Okay? So, I'm going to offer today the way we can do it that absolutely guaranteed to work. But the question is, Do we want it to work? If you're like me, you want peace and prosperity. I I don't, I don't enjoy and I don't profit. You know, I, I, we all lose something with the current state of affairs. We do. And, and this game, and I'm going to do a podcast in the future on the uh, political parties that started in Athens when Solon left, and you're going to be like, that's exactly what's happening now. And I'm going to be like, that happened 2,600 years ago, 2,400 years ago. Do you see what I'm saying? And the same people doing the same things, profiting off that. But I want to say, hey, here's a way the Founding Fathers said, if this gets out of hand, you can restore it. And the phrase that I've created is, force the federal beast back inside its constitutional cage, trademark. And we can do it if we want to. 
And I think if you're watching this podcast, I don't think you are the sort that prefers the political upheaval. I don't think you, I think you're a person who wants to live around people that share your principles. I think you're someone that wants to enjoy liberty. I think you're someone who wants to be prosperous. I think you're someone who wants the government to get out of the way, right? Government exists to make us freer, to protect our life, liberty, and property, not to destroy it. So, with that, let me tell you a story. So, the Constitution, 1787. By the way, if you go over to thenewamerican.com, if you go over there, I am writing currently a series of articles about things that happened in the Constitutional Convention of 1787 that never get talked about. And I'm taking it right out of the record of the convention. So, September 17th, they finish, and it's time to go out to the states to see what the states think. Now, in Virginia, you had, at the Virginia Ratifying Convention, that's what they called the conventions in each of the states that were called to say, do you agree with this new constitution? Do you want to join this new union? Okay, because they had a constitution, the Articles of Confederation. They already had one. Do you agree with this new constitution? Do you want to join this new union? Well, in Virginia... You had, guys, you had the rumble in the jungle. You had Patrick Henry versus James Madison. Now, guys, that was the best speaker versus the best thinker. I mean, this was amazing. And you can read it online for free. Virginia Ratifying Convention took place June 1788. Dial it up on the Google machine, read it for yourself, blow your mind. Patrick Henry says, I respect you, Mr. Madison, and I respect Mr. Washington and all of them. Problem is, you gave us in this new constitution a government that is a tyranny in embryo, he said. This is a tyranny in embryo. And if we allow this government to be put in place, it will swallow up the liberties, the sovereignty of the state. It will swallow up and destroy all the rights of the people. It will end up consolidating all of our independent sovereign republics into one nation, and that nation will develop a tyranny the same way it always has throughout history, he said. And he said, you know what? Frankly, Mr. Madison, for a government like the one you're describing, the people to be able to support that kind of government would have to be so virtuous for so long. And he says, it won't happen. It will not happen. He says, I've looked studied history and I don't see any of the former self-governing societies that were able to maintain their virtue long enough to to support a government like the one you're proposing he said it's too vague what does gen he said what does general welfare mean what does necessary and proper mean why are you saying we the people when it's the states who gave you the authority to say we the people we the people aren't doing this. The states came together to do this. Who gave you the authority to speak in the name of all the Americans? He's like, nobody. And he said, and the final thing, he said, if we accept this Constitution, he said, I foresee a day when this federal government would regulate and control everything dear to human existence. That there is nothing in our lives that the federal government wouldn't try to control. Now, Mr. Madison's like, Mr. Henry, they called each other right honorable friend. My right honorable friend, what, what? He said, I've studied ancient and modern confederacies. And he's right. Madison being Madison, before the convention started in May of 1787, 
he did a systematic study of all the ancient confederacies and the modern ones like Venice and Holland and whatnot. And he did that so that he could detect what it is that killed those societies and how he could prevent America from contracting that same fatal disease. And now realize, y'all, please read. If you need to read your Federalist Papers, read your Federalist Papers. Federalist 39, 45, 46, they all explain this. The United States, as the Constitution created it, was meant to be a confederacy of 13 sovereign republics, not one nation. I've talked about it before. Read it. Don't, don't just listen to what I tell you. Go read Federalist 39 today and see how Madison directly says this Constitution does not create a nation. It is a confederacy of independent sovereign republics acting in their own free will to join or not join. That's the truth. So, Madison said, finally, he said, Mr. Mr. Uh, Henry, my right honorable friend, what, what? The American people will never lose their virtue because he said, we're special. We're different than all the people have ever been. And he said, second of all, our people will never, ever forget what it cost us to reclaim our liberty from tyrants. He said, there's no way they forget that it cost us our very blood to reclaim our rights. They won't forget that, Mr. Madison. They won't forget that. And you see, that was James Madison's fatal flaw. He thought we'd all be like him. And we let him down. There's three V's that I talk about with regard to the Constitution and the only way that it can be sustained. Virtue, vigilance, and valor. That's it. Virtue, vigilance, and valor. And we've lost all those things, right? You know, virtue, manliness, V-I-R, right? Manliness. Do you know all these guys that I'm reading, Machiavelli, Plutarch, Livy? Do you know what they all say? You know what? how you can tell when your society's on the brink of destruction? Effeminacy of men. So Aristotle said not only the effeminacy of men, but he said when you have women taking the lead in households, you just might as well just pack up. Because when you have the society, the government, he said, the tyrants promoting effeminacy in men and the leadership of the home to women, when you have that, you're done. So Madison really believed that we were different and we would be virtuous enough. And now the question that matters, guys, is not, you know, the thing that matters is not, Patrick Henry was right and James Madison was wrong. Okay, so that's not the issue. The issue is why James Madison was wrong. And the issue of why he was wrong is us. We're the ones who let him down. We're the ones letting our founding fathers down. We Tyrant's going to tyrant, but guess what? There's no tyranny without obedience to the tyrant. So we have a tyrant. Okay. Is the game, name of the game identify who correctly predicted the future? Because if that's the name of the game, uh, I, I'll i take Patrick Henry for a thousand, Alex. And Alex doesn't even do it anymore. What's, I don't know, whoever, Blossom. I'll take Patrick Henry for a thousand, Blossom. No, that isn't the name of the game. The name of the game is, okay, we have a tyrant. Yes, James Madison was wrong. But guess what James Madison did? In Federalist number 46, and please go read that yourself. Now, yes, I, I wrote a whole book on it. That's, yes, I did. And I had no shame in telling you what degree of madness. You want to buy that book? It's like 14 bucks on Amazon. And I take that language and explain it because obviously it's written in a vocabulary, but you guys know not to use, te not to have Teflon words, right? You guys can take Federalist 46 and have your dictionary or whatever, and you guys can take care of your business. But some people out there, you know. They're going to need 
a, they're going to need, you know, some somebody to help them to walk them through it. So that book, What Degree of Madness, walks you through it. The subtitle, Make America States Again, because that's what he recommended. So Madison said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on the virtue. I'm going to say Americans will never let themselves be ruled over by tyrants. But he says, just for the sake of argument, let's pretend that they did. And he said, I'm going to give you the weapons to defeat the forces of tyranny. It's never going to be needed, but just in case, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Now, that's what Federalist 46 is all about, saying, Mr. Henry, never going to happen because Americans are too virtuous and they know the value of liberty and they're never going to forget how much it costs us to reclaim it. And he said, but just in case some madness, some insanity grips Americans, he said, um, I'm going to tell you how to get out of it. So, Mr. Madison, appreciate you. And uh, let's talk about it. Let's get it. Let's go. All right. So, Mr. Madison in Federalist 46 said, The way I know that America will never, ever be in the situation that Patrick Henry describes is because they will never, ever, 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 ever do these five things. Number one, they will never elect men ready to betray the states and the people. They will never allow traitors in Congress to build up a military establishment. They will never see that they're being ruled over by tyrants and then allow their money to support the tyranny. They would never be deprived of their rights by the federal government and pay the federal government money to perpetuate the tyranny. They would never do that. He said they would never, in his quote, continue to supply the materials of their own enslavement. They would never abolish the state militias because he said, if all of it fails, at least at the end, you've got the state militias who can fight the federal government's army. And he said, finally, they will never, Americans would never allow the barricades of state sovereignty to be pulled down by the federal government. That would never happen, he said. Now, yeah, we blew through those things. We blew right through all of those things, right? Traitors, I mean, uh, people that betray the states and the people, done. Traitors in Congress who built up a military staff, are you kidding me? Right now they're talking about, what? what is it? How many trillion dollars? And, you know, we see the Pentagon's like, yeah, we lost several billion, don't know. We send, we send, it's like every day. The king is writing another check. To Ukraine and then saying not really sure where all this stuff is we military establishment is sorted tyrants oppressing us and we pay this we all of us we yes taxes it's my patriotic duty to pay my taxes if I don't pay my taxes I'm not a good citizen comrade I mean friend we seriously we have been taught in school these lies for so long that you i have literally heard conservative christians stand up and say if you don't pay your taxes you're not being a good christian and you're not being a good american i am so glad those people did not we're not alive in 1776 that we actually had men who understood that the government is our servant not our master did we abolish the state militias 
Yes. Now, you're going to have people say, uh, Joey, there's the National Guard and the reserves. And I will say, a uh, person with weird voice. Uh, those things, the Supreme Court placed them under the control of the president. So are they at the control of the state governor as they were intended to be? No, no. Mm-mm. No. Perpic versus United States. Look it up. P-E-R-P-I-C-H versus the United States. Look it up, look it up, look it up. They said the president can decide when the state militias. So now technically there are still 13 states that have their own militia, Tennessee being one of them. Tennessee has a navy. And you're like, why would Tennessee need a navy? Have you heard of the Mississippi River? I don't know. Maybe you've heard of it. It's literally like just right outside here. So we have a navy and ours is still under control. But what's the problem? Yes, you can join the Tennessee militia. We have our own uniforms we have you know ranks we have we're well regulated we get together we train however if the president says hey we need you you better bet you that they'll the governor of tennessee will be like it's my patriotic duty right even if it's to go send young men to die in some foreign civil war which you know that sounds awesome Vietnam ring a bell, Korea ring a bell, Ukraine ring a bell, any of that ring a bell, right? Sarajevo, Afghanistan, and then we gave it back. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. And finally, would we tell, tear down the state governments? I guarantee you most people, if their state senator walked in to their house, they wouldn't know who it was. We have made, we have elevated the federal government above the states when it's meant to be the other way around al revés as we say in spanish it's meant to be the other way around but it isn't because we have elevate you i mean think about it if someone's a state senator you're like mm. if someone's a federal oh a federal senator when our founding fathers it would have been the opposite way it'd been like that guy's a state lawmaker who and we're like i don't know you know you could offer someone a million dollars i guarantee Go out to your one of your neighbors, have a million dollars in cash, and say, if you can tell me who your state rep and state senator is, I'll give you this million dollars. They'd be like, um, state rep Joe Biden? Anywho, you'd still have a million dollars when you got through with that little interview. So Madison said, let's assume that you blow through these five things, but it's never going to happen, he said. But let's assume you blow through these five things. He said, I am now going to list weapons that are he described them as powerful and at hand and he said this is what he said i'm going to read to you right out of the federalist papers federalist number 46 he said the opposition of the federal government or the interposition of federal officers would but inflame the zeal of all parties on the side of the states and the evil could not be prevented or repaired if at all without the employment of means which must always be resorted to with reluctance and difficulty. What does he mean by that? He's saying, if you don't use these weapons that I'm about to mention to you, you'll end up having to use the ultimate weapon. And he says, the same combination would result from an apprehension of the federal yoke as was produced by the dread of a foreign yoke. And unless the projected innovations, meaning all the tyranny of the federal government, should be voluntarily renounced, the same appeal to a trial of force would be made in the domestic case as was made in the other. In other words, if the federal government became as tyrannical as the British government did, then we would not, as Americans... A tyrant is a tyrant. An American tyrant, doesn't matter, is no different than a British tyrant. And he said, ultimately, if the tyrant, the federal tyrant, doesn't voluntarily renounce the tyranny, that it will come down to a trial of force, just like it did with England. That's not Joey talking. That's Joey reading Federalist 46. And look what he called federal intervention in these all these issues that really belong to the states he called it what evil evil he didn't say unwise or less effective or 
Maybe not such a good idea. He called it evil. Okay? So beware. I think I've read somewhere that we should be careful people who call good evil and evil good in the last days. I read that somewhere. I don't know. Maybe y'all Google me on that. Fact check me on that. But I think when he called it evil, he meant it. So now, Joey, smarty pants, why don't you go ahead and just tell us what these weapons are, pray tell. All right, I will. These weapons are meant to be powerful. Or Madison, not meant to be. Madison said they were powerful and at hand, meaning right here, we can use them, no question. All right, number one, you ready? You don't have to, you can pause me, okay? So don't, don't get on me that you're going, you're talking too fast, Joey. I'm not talking too fast. I'm talking as fast as I want to talk. And that sounded really haughty and I'm sorry. I'm just talking the way I talk. This is how I really talk. I mean, we could slow down. I can slow it down. I can talk real slow to y'all if you want me. See, I always become Bill Clinton when I talk too slow. And my southern accent comes out when I talk too slow. So, anywho, you can pause me and you can write this down, which you ought to. Or, you know what? You could read Federalist 46. You could read my book, What Degree of Madness. But you could just pause the video. So, number one. The disquietude, first weapon against that we could use to force the federal beast back inside his constitutional cage. Number one, disquietude of the people, meaning disquietude, not a word we use anymore. It means we would be, we would cause disturbances. We would not be tranquil. We would be causing disturbances. There would not just be a quiet acquiescence to tyranny. No, Americans would call, here's your first weapon, y'all. Make some noise. Don't be, dis, don't be quiet. Be disquiet. Make some noise. Let people know. Let your neighbors know. It becomes every man who has been warned to warn his neighbor. Another thing I've read in a, some kind of book once. If you know these things, you should share these things, right? That's how, and I'll get to that in a minute. But disquietude, meaning make some noise, disturbance. Second weapon, repugnance of the people. Pug, puño, that's Latin for this thing, fist. Re, not meaning again, re meaning intensifier in Latin. It means both things. It means again, but it's also an intensifier. Repugnance, to punch really hard hit really hard now if you read it in the johnson's dictionary of 1786 it says repugnant means to not be obedient to be disobedient i mean i don't know about you but i can handle i can handle that i i've shown in my life i'm able to be disobedient well how about using some of that disobedience instead of to mom and dad or instead of to you know Instead of that, why don't you use some of that disobedience to the tyrant? You're so good. At, we're all so good at it. We're all so good at being disobedient. Let's just redirect the disobedience. Right? That's too dis... But he called it repugnance. To hit... Re take that fist. Oh, just punch back. Third weapon. Refuse to cooperate with the federal government. Our state governors and our state legislature should say, yeah, we're not doing that. If it's unconstitutional, right? James Madison says, if there's not a warrant for it in the Constitution, meaning the Constitution, if the federal government does anything that lies outside the power granted to it by the states in the Constitution then it is the responsibility, not just the right, but the obligation of the states to refuse to cooperate. No, I am not going to refuse to let people buy bump stocks in my state. No, I am not going to refuse 
to not let people buy automatic weapons in my state. No, I am not going to force people to pay, to buy licenses to do business. No, I am not going to force them to pay any, for any program. We will not cooperate with the federal government when that act of the federal government is unconstitutional, full stop. Next, governors, he said, must, he, the word he used was frown on the overreach. In other words, you should have governors letting it be known. I want to see a governor. This is what I want to see. If I were governor, which I am not the governor of Tennessee. If I were the governor of Tennessee and I got in one of these checks from the feds that were like, well, here's a $400 million if you will follow federal curriculum guidelines. I would hold a press conference and I would tell everybody, hey, we got this money from the feds for schools. Let's have a big press conference about it. And I would say, hey, everybody, check it out. We got this check from the federal government that we get to use this for our schools and we can buy all kinds of stuff for schools and we can hire 18 more administrators for every one student like there is now. We can do that with this $400 million check. And then you know what I would do? I would rip up the check while I stared eye contact in the camera and then I would push over the podium and I would say, if you want me to obey, come make me obey. And then the camera would go off. Governors, you gotta have some fortitude. You gotta frown. Governors. And what does that mean? That means you have to elect them, man. You have to elect a governor who's going to stand there and frown. Who is going to, when the federal government says, these are the things you have to do, every one of those things that goes beyond their constitutional authority, your governor needs to say, no, no, we're not doing that. Nope. And if they say, but you have to. We're Washington, D.C., and you're just Tennessee, and be like, I think you got that al revés, my friend, amigo. Yo soy el Estado, así que yo soy el mero mero, y tú eres mi servidor. I'm the guy in charge if I'm a state. I created you. You are my servant. You do not, you are my employee. You do not tell me what you're allowed to do. I tell you what you're allowed to do. And guess what? If you do more than I allow you to do, I can fire you. Or as Thomas Jefferson said in the Declaration of Independence, I can alter or abolish you. Simple as that. But you, it's up to you guys, wherever you live. You got to elect state lawmakers and state governors who are like, yeah, we're not doing that. We got to have some Stugats. All right, next, weapon. State legislators would use legislative devices to bring embarrassment that would create difficulties not to be despised. In other words, your state legislators, even though they don't have to, they would pass resolutions calling out the unconstitutional acts of the federal government and who was doing it. They would pass these resolutions in your state government and they would pass these res- that's look at the word he uses embarrass the federal government if i were a senator from the state of tennessee i would stand up and say uh my fellow tennesseans we received notice from washington dc that we are supposed to begin uh collecting all semi-automatic weapons from everybody. Uh, so we have pr- I propose the following resolution that the following federal senators and representatives voted in favor of that. Read the name. Embarrass them so that what? So that it would create difficulties that, would, that they would despise. 
They do not. Because nobody does that today. Nobody does it. What did Thomas Jefferson look? He knew. We've already discussed it. Thomas Jefferson, all of them knew that if they lost, they were all going to be executed for treason. Every one of them. So not only did they still meet and declare independence, Thomas Jefferson says, George III, the king did this. We got to do that. We have got to have state legislators passing resolutions in the states, calling names and saying exactly what they've done, showing exactly how it violates the Constitution. And you know what I would do? This is what I would do. I would not only say what it is that's unconstitutional that the feds wanted us to do, who it is that voted for it and supported it and all that nonsense. Do you know what I would also do? I would show a little clip of whatever, you know, the senators or the president or whatever, judge, whoever decided, right? If the Supreme Court says, yeah, you got to let people of the same sex be married. Now, look, if you want to have a state where that's legal, knock yourself out. You know why? Because the Constitution is silent on that issue. That means it's up to the states. And the state, if you want to have a state that does that, man, I will help you do it. But in the states that don't want it, guess what? When the Supreme Court says, yeah, you got to let people of the same uh, gender get married. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Right? I'm not going to do that. I would show those people whether it be senate, federal senators, federal reps, the president, the court, whatever, I would show them where they were putting their hand on a Bible and swearing to God to uphold the Constitution. I'd be, And then after I show the clip where they're like, I, Joe Biden, do solemnly swear to blah, 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 pro- preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, so help me God. I would show that. Then I would say, so not only is he a tyrant, but he's a blasphemer as well. He called God down as a witness to his tyranny. I don't think that's the kind of person we want representing us in office. Do you? I would embarrass those people. And James Madison said to do it. This is what I don't get. It's like if this were my plan, I can see people saying, well, Joey, I get it, man. You're, you're a hothead, but let's you know, take it down a notch. Madison saying, take it down a notch. How many notches down can you get it? You're on zero. I want you, this one goes to 11. Anybody gets to reference that, put it in the comments. This one goes to 11, right? Turn it up to 11. Hold on, I need a beverage. I'm getting all worked up. Today's beverage brought to you by Montpelier, the home of James Madison, and his famous quote, knowledge will forever govern ignorance. Imagine how ignorant the federal government is to all these things, all these weapons that James Madison said are powerful, are at hand, meaning right there, laying right next to you, just do it. So on the list of the next weapon that we have that's powerful and at hand, we, the people of the states, we could serve as very serious impediments and obstructions so much that the federal government would, quote, hardly be willing to encounter them. What does that mean? That means that we would be so obviously against any unconstitutional act, program, policy, presidential directive, executive order, we would be so obviously against it that the federal government would be ashamed and would not be willing to encounter trying to enforce in that state because the people made it so clear. Because what would they say? Well, we're just doing what the people want us to do. Uh, No, you're not, because look at that. There's Three million people gathered around the Tennessee State House calling you a tyrant. I don't think you have a mandate, sir. We, the opposition, must be cause a very serious impediment. Do you know what impediment means in Latin? 
right? It means something that trips you. Imped, right? The progress of walking, ped, right? Something that trips up the federal government. Makes it so they wouldn't even, they'd be like, oh, dealing with them. And it doesn't have to be every state. I mean, imagine if we could get one state to do it. It'd be like that kid that turns his test in first. You know, as soon as that kid turns his test in, you ever notice when you were in school? First guy turns his test in, and all of a sudden 20 people turn their test in. You think they all finish at the same? No, they're just waiting for someone to break the seal. They're just like, I don't want to be the first guy. As soon as the first guy breaks the seal, they're like, everybody's turning that test in. Did everybody finish at once? No. But they just needed someone to break the seal. Well, come on. Let's break the seal. So one of y'all break the seal. I want to break the seal in Tennessee. I want to do that so bad. You can't imagine how bad I want to do that. Uh, you probably can by now. You're like, Joey, really? We can't imagine? I think, we, think we're dialed in. How bad you want to do that? And I do want to do that so, so bad. I want to do it so bad. Hold on. I need another beverage. Wow. It's because I get so fired up about this. Because it's so dang easy. They're powerful. And they're at hand. Why are we, let's do it. So opposition of the people would be such an impediment that the federal government would not even want to encounter it. Next, the states who agree would, quote, draw up plans of resistance to the federal tyranny. Tennessee would say, hey, uh, any of y'all agree that this is tyranny? Why don't we hold a meeting of our governors and state legislators? Why don't we all get together? And let's discuss how we're going to push back. Now, that's not this silly convention of the states nonsense. That's wanting to rewrite the Constitution. No, no, no. We don't want to fix it, y'all. We want to follow it. We wouldn't need to fix it if we would just start following it. So we could get these states together that agreed and said, yeah, you know what? That whole executive order that said that if... uh, You've ever had a domestic, you know, any sort of um, restraining order filed against you? You're not allowed to own a gun. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to enforce that. How about y'all? What do y'all say? No, we're not going to do it either. What do you say? No. Then let's. Why don't we draw up some plans of resistance? What are we going to do? Well, we could indict somebody. We could have a grand jury in the state indict one of the federal guys. I like it. So what would you need? You would need constitutionally minded what? Attorneys general in your state, right? Notice how I said attorneys general because I'm all educated. I, I, who cares? It's call it. I don't care. It's attorneys general, obviously, but who cares? But you would need those guys because guess what? Your attorney general also places his hand on a Bible and says, "So help me God." So if you don't stand up to the federal government, governor, state senator, state rep, state attorney general, if you don't stand up to the federal government and force them to stay within the boundaries of the Constitution, then not only are you a tyrant's ball boy, but you are also a blasphemer. Let's just start indicting them. Hey, who's up for it? Let's indict these people. On what? Violating the Tenth Amendment. There you go. Tenth Amendment. What? Yeah. Tenth Amendment says that if the power is not granted to the federal government in the Constitution, that it's retained by the states and the people. So, yeah, we're indicting you for violating that. And I don't even want to get you started. It's up to God to indict you for bringing his name into this. That's on him. We can't do it. We don't, we don't work. You know, we, we don't do his stuff. He can handle his own business. Something about trampling out grapes, I've heard, and sword, terrible, swift sword. I don't know. I've heard a lot of stuff that he goes hard when he goes, right? Yeah. So, but as for the state, as for this, we're indicting you for that. And, yeah. Plans of resistance drawn up by the states. And the last, he said, finally, when you had these states drawing up these plans of resistance, when you had the governors frowning and knocking over podiums and being like come for me joey not me joey joey biden you want some of this you want some of this fbi bring it right come on we got to have governors willing to do that we got to have people being disquiet right disquiet meaning making a disturbance not meekly sitting around "Mm, i'm on facebook and i've got a quote Mm." 
Come on, man. Disturbance. Repugnance. Come on. You want some of this? Come on. Repugnance. Hit hard with the fist. Meaning what? Disobey. Disobey. Refuse to cooperate. Not doing it in this state, right? Frown. Governors who are going to say no, right? State legislators who are going to pass resolutions naming names. Calling out the unconstitutional stuff. Embarrassing them, right? The people causing impediments. Get groups together all the time and meet every week. Record that stuff and then call your local news. You know your local news needs stuff to put on there. Else it's going to be like cat fashion shows. Call and say, hey, a bunch of us are getting together at the uh, state house today and we're, you know, causing a disturbance about blah, blah, blah. You know they'll be down there. Why don't we? We see our founding fathers doing stuff. We're like, yeah, get those tax collectors. And you know what we are? How much do I owe you, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please don't put me in jail. Please don't. Please don't audit me, sir. I'll pay you, please, sir. Our founding fathers are like, where's the tar? Who's got the tar? Were you on tar? Were you tar today or feathers? You were feathers? Who, who had the tar? I know one of y'all. Don't make me look it up. Which one of y'all had the tar? Tar? I think we had two tars, if I'm not right. Two tars? No, not not Tudor. That's a different thing. Two tars. Two guys. Don't, come on, don't make me. Two guys that were supposed to bring tar and then the one feather guy. Make tyrants birds again. That's what we need to do. That's, and then he says, if we did all this, you would find that that spirit, he said, would animate and conduct all the people who wanted to be free. That that spirit, if they could, if you can see someone doing it first, that state, those people in that state willing to break the seal, if other people saw it, they would want to do likewise. He said that spirit would animate and conduct the behavior of all men in the states who wanted to be free. They would say, look, I know it's humid in Tennessee in the summer, but those boys are causing disturbances. Those boys are down there being repugnant. Those boys are down there using resolutions in their state government. Those boys are down there indicting people. They're doing the thing, so I want to go and do that. Come on, man. The preceding message does not apply to citizens of the state of California. Come on. Let's do it. But that's the thing. He said, if you just give an example of it, right? If you can just be like, show an example of what you do, then that spirit would animate and conduct all of us. All of us who wanted to be free. Not everybody wants. There's a lot of people that are perfectly, perfectly at ease being enslaved to the federal government. Well, I ain't one of them. Um, nope, not on that, not in that club, right? Those are our weapons. They're powerful and they're at hand. Now, he did say that, how would you use these? And so I'm going to go real quick through these because you can read them in Federalist 46. He said, now you have these weapons. They're powerful at hand. They're powerful. What does it mean at hand? You got, you got to use, they're right there by, you can use them. You don't got to go searching for them. They're at hand. They're handy. They're right there. And they're powerful. And then he tells you in Federalist 46, okay, what to do to make sure that you're able to use them. He said, sound a signal of alarm, right? Sound a signal of alarm to people in other states. Show Joey's podcast. Say, hey, listen to this dude go off about how to force the federal beast back inside its constitutional cage. Listen to this dude go off. We got to sound the general alarm, he said. And then if we sound the general alarm, other states, he said, would come together and espouse the cause. Espouse, right? Not meaning marry. We're not going to have, do you, Tennessee, take her, Kentucky, because you know Kentucky going to be the girl. Tennessee ain't going to be the girl to be your lawfully wedded state. No, not espouse like that. Espouse from the Latin meaning tied to, uh, you know, 
together, espouse, right? Chained to. But you know what I'm talking about? You're gonna, they're going to unite with the common cause of resisting the federal tyranny. If you sound that general alarm and you sound it loud and you sound it often. Correspondence. Let's start making sure we communicate. Let's communicate. Correspond. Back then it was, you know, this committees of correspondence. And they would send secret letters to each other saying, hey, on this date, let's all have a, a disturbance in, the, in our cities. Let's all plan it at the same hour. So the federal government is like, what the heck? Back then it was like, so all the royalists and anybody appointed by the king would be like, you know, when they were at their tyrant meeting, you'd be like, how y'all doing? People in Boston done lost a dang mind. And the guy from Philadelphia like, same Z's. And the guy from New York City would be like, what? Is there a virus going around? I'm just saying, right? You would have, we got to open a correspondence. We got to talk. We got to separate out the people that don't lead, follow, get out of the way. I don't care which one you do, but let's open this correspondence. Let's make sure we're talking to each other, planning things. Plan, and then he says, you can have a concerted plan of resistance. Then once we open once we sound the alarm, once we sound the alarm and other states hear the alarm and they join the cause, right? And we open a correspondence. Then we can plan this resistance, right? We can concert it. We can come together, right? Concert, right? We can come together, make a beautiful sound, right? And we don't all have to, in a concert, you want, you know, alto, soprano, whatever, bass. Uh, I think daddy sang bass and mama sang tenor. I know me and little brother, we just joined right in there. But anyway, concert doesn't mean we all, all the states have to agree on everything. We just come together. We sing this song of resistance, right? Right. Next, that the same combination of states against federal encroachment on state authority would produce in the people this desire to throw off the yoke of tyranny as i read to you they would treat a domestic tyrant in the same way that we treated the british tyrant and the same appeal to a trial of force would be made that's it that's that's what we do so those are the weapons I've listed them out. Pause the thing, write them down. Those are the weapons. How do you do it? You sound the alarm. You open a correspondence. You get other states to hear the alarm. It's so loud and it's so frequent. You have a correspondence. You coordinate your plans together. That's some people see that people are actually having success. And they, they see that guy turn the test in. They go turn their test in too. They see that state break the seal, they're going to come and join too. That one spirit would animate and conduct all of us. And then we would get together and say, federal government, guess what? We don't care if the tyrant is in Washington, D.C. or London or whatever. We are not accepting it. And if you come here and try, we will embarrass you. And ultimately, you know what, you know what he said in 46? All the weapons he said that I told you, right? Disquietude, repugnance, refusal to cooperate, governors frowning on it, state legislators passing resolutions, the people forming a very serious impediment, states drawing up plans of resistance, all of that, all of those things, you see, he said, ultimately, you have one thing that sets America apart from any other place that's ever tried to reclaim their liberty. The right of every man to keep and bear arms. He said, ultimately, when you think about it, there are more, there's, we're all armed. Ultimately, he says, at the end of the day, if you lose the fight with all these other ones, you still got the fact that Americans are well-armed 
and well-trained. Well, that should give you a hint of why the federal government wants to take your guns away. It isn't to save the children. It isn't to save the children. It isn't to make our streets safer. Because they don't want to take away guns. They want to take away your guns. They want to spend trillions making sure that the federal government has guns and missiles and whatever else. They don't believe in disarmament. They believe in civilian disarmament. And it should make you say, why would my own government that I created to serve me and that exists only for the purpose of serving me and making me freer and more prosperous, why would that government want to take my weapons away unless they were unless they knew they were up to something that if i knew what it was i would be using my weapon to fight against it things that make you go hmm guys we did it we made it through another podcast i i hope you learn from this one please 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 federalist 39 45 46 read all three of them pause this, write these things down, and let's start doing it. Let's start showing our fathers that we appreciate and we recognize the sacrifice they made to be able to hand liberty down to us and that we are not going to sit by and have the federal government punish us, oppress us, destroy our rights, and pay them to perpetuate the tyranny. Let's show them that we are their children, and we are determined to force that federal beast back inside its constitutional cage, and that we'll be repugnant when we do it. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.